0: Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. Okay, so in today's episode, we are interviewing Bianca Iono a master business alchemist and sales maven. She's led seven figure entrepreneurs to eight figures by just birthing their new genius. She's taking up behind the scenes of her number one secret to effortless sales inflow. And, and guys, it has nothing to do with cookie cutter templates, scripts, or cold DMs. She's in the middle right now of a huge up level for herself. And so this should be an incredibly exciting episode. Welcome Bianca. Oh, Kia ora. thank you. Thank you, Jackie. So, oh, so happy to have you here. It's a
1: beautiful introduction. I feel very privileged.
0: Oh, good. Oh, well, we're so excited to hear about this number one secret you have, uh, for sales interval, I mean, sales is the lifeblood of every business, right? So I would love to hear
1: about how you view that. Amazing. So what I realize is I've had a lot of great sales success and effortless sales and really stepping into that next level of teaching it to other people was this like really actually helping women understand that the air of conviction Mm. is the most potent frequency Um, people buy from your conviction. Where does conviction come from? And it's actually right in the core of your being, like courageously owning who you are. And when you have like standing in the truth of, you know, who you are from a greater context, you know, like a wider, you know, spiritual global context. And then who you get to be here in this human form um, when you have that in place and it's an ever expanding journey as well the things that you step out into that next level that you have so much more confidence in what you do, um, or you have, you you have so much confidence in your being. So when you know who you're being, then how you're being really flows. And then the things that you do with certainty, it builds and builds. It's that like effortless conviction that makes it so easy to somebody to say, What do you think I should do? You seem like you're really sure of what I'll, you know, it's like butter in your hands. It's like, yes, okay. And that really comes from um, this really high level of intention. And when you have that, you know, you have that high intention for somebody but a low attachment um, to whether or not they say yes or no, to like to want to be an advocate for change for somebody and want a greater vision for them but not need anything from them that's very very alluring it's very very attractive <laughs> and i'm like yes i just want to give you give you my money and like <laughs> i want i want you to take me on this journey and that that way of being held and how you can do that in a sales conversation um is really really beautiful it's a real honor to be able to do that so um and the great thing about just courageously owning who you are is that everybody else gets to benefit from that as well you know that's it's a it's a it's a modeling that you, it's a permission to shine that as you shine your greatest self, you give permission for others to do the same. And isn't that <laughs> the most beautiful exchange of sales? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. And so
0: tell me a little bit about how you got to this place where you have had this speaker. Like how, how did you come to the place where you realize that that's the essence of what sales sh- should be, or it is the most aligned version of sale?
1: Um, look, I, I've actually been a health and wellness practitioner for 20 years. And then I overshot, you (laughs) know, I've been an elite athlete for many years, um, since I was like 14 to 30 and really studied in the masculine, pushing your body to extremes. And then I decided I wanted to become a mom, had to go through a fertility journey. And then I ended up having four babies in three years. Okay. So I had, um, I've got a six-year-old and triplet three-year-olds. Wow! So, in that place of you know being a body confidence mentor a health mentor, once I've got three newborns and I'm breastfeeding them, I had no space to be able to hold space for other women going through that journey. Um, and right. so, I was recruited to do sales for a friend of mine, and um, we did really well. You know, I was I was breastfeeding triplets in between. Closing sales at, you know, with incredible business coaching program. Um, we did our maiden million dollar launch close. I closed at 83%, um, closed over like 1.2 million working part time. And then it was like, just felt like the next natural, natural gravitation to teaching people, um, how to sell and realizing that there's like the sales scripts are this kind of like icing on the top, but how you can give a script to one person and the exact same script to somebody else and the results are vastly different. Mm -hmm. Um, so realizing that the missing ingredient was how you saw yourself, um, how you see yourself is how other people, um, get to treat you, how other people see you. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we allow how other people treat us to, um, to impact how we see ourselves, when right. you claim that back around, be like, no, how I see myself is the most important. That there's like a unspoken energetic agreement uh, that happens, mm-hmm. even as you start, you know, working through a sales conversation, and um, the trust that you have for yourself to be yourself and to hold others um, creates this beautiful slipstream where it's like. You know, you can kind of become, it's this interesting part of like becoming, uh, having a great connection with somebody but not getting friend-zoned, right? Right. Allowing yourself to make sure that you're standing within this authority positioning um, mm-hmm. and it's like the difference between um, how a heart surgeon needs to um, tell parents of a newborn that they need heart surgery. That's that's real authority positioning, Right. Commodity positioning is like, um, I could go get this, what you're selling from a different market store or that market store. There's there's nothing that makes what you're offering special. So when women fall into seeing themselves as a commodity, not special, not strong in their own right, but they are really strong in their feminine intuition, that's when they um they they make beautiful connections who turn into friends who don't buy. <laughs> Yes. So it's like, how can you make sure that you're holding this greater vision to somebody, pulling them up into that, letting them know that it is possible, but they need your help in order to do it. Um, That's that real flow zone of a, of a sovereign sales queen who, um, who who really, it's like being a trusted advisor. It's, um, you know, being your, your own wise woman and uh, being a dedicated advocate for the change that you want to see in the world that creates this beautiful slipstream where buying from you, (laughs) buying from you feels like the most logical next step, right? And when you're over that hill, when you're over that rise, um, yeah, it happens more and more often. It happens with such ease, right? The flip of it, the flip of that magnetic flow zone is in the forcing zone. And that's when you're in your masculine authority. So you're in your... your authority positioning, but you're selling from a place of masculine energy where it's more directive and logic-based and outcome-based, and it's it's effective. It will get sales. Um, it will drive sales. It's how most men in, industry, men in the industry, maybe all men in the industry, maybe all men that we've all been taught since the dawn of time, talk about selling from this masculine place and feminine energy um, only a few mentors that I know who've got a really beautiful, uh, mix of the two. Um, but this is where is the forcing zone. So you can be forcing within yourself, trying to force a conversation, trying to force yourself, interject yourself into, you know, DMs, um, or you can be forcing into, um, forcing how you build your business. And the extreme of it is when people start using toxic sales power as opposed to sovereign sales power. So toxic sales power is when you're rushing people out of their sovereignty, out of their centre, and that's what creates burn and churn, buyer's remorse, refund requests, even toxic sales trauma that really affects a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it creates this, um, that's that pendulum between the forcing and the fawning zone is what so many women are actually don't realise they're in, um, you know, like still in the collective consciousness um, of never wanting to be that sleazy salesman, um, you know. So the beautiful joy of magnetic sales, of owning your sovereign sales, power, owning your own sovereignty, that's when like this amazing sustainable self-perpetuating ecological growth of your business happens where it's like the better it gets the better it gets
0: and what do you think is like if if there were one thing that people could start doing that would help them feel that way on a sales call what would you say that is um <clears throat> i know there's a lot of things obviously
1: <laughs> so but what look i i have um i have a trading company called The Spiral. And, um, you know, I'm one of, um, three directors, my beautiful co-directors, Mayo and Kylie Ryan. And one of these pieces that we use is kinesiology. Um, and really it's about this, um, emotional clearing is part of the tools that we use to help people realize where there are actually stuck points within your power centers. Um, so, by making yourself, by allowing yourself to get in a place where you are an open conduit for your higher self, whatever it is that you relate to, um, that divine wisdom that's greater than yourself and being a conduit for it. um, This is really the core confidence piece of allowing yourself to feel so um, deeply connected to the the cause that is important for you that you're the transformation that you offer others feeling yourself as a conduit for that you are the person that's helping your like the transformations that you offer should come through you not of you it shouldn't be like you know your blood sweat and tears that helps oh, you right. get transformation you should be out there like with you know wheelbarrows and I heard the shovel yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. it needs to come through you so When you allow your human self to get out of the way, then you can just be taking a stand for the transformation that you offer others. Um, And that's meditation. Emotional clearing is what we do. Um, EFT tapping might be something. Whatever it is, it might even be for you jumping in the pool, swimming in the ocean, having a minute like I've just burnt some sage here. Um, Anything that can allow you to get in your centre And get out of your head that's probably the biggest piece is like um when women lose their power when they get to in their head intellectual and when you're in your body and not attaching your own external validation your own self-worth onto whether somebody else buys from you that's that magnetic place of like oh i i want what she has How do I have Angela? Yeah. And she wants it for me, but she doesn't need me to buy from it. That's very alluring. Absolutely. So I always
0: like to ask on like a personal note, what do, what's the next big challenge, either for your business or for yourself that
1: you're taking on? Where where's what's next? Um so this has been my own journey of courageously owning who I am. And, you know, I've had the real privilege of working with plant medicine um, over the last year and just came out of a teepee ceremony um, with uh, ayahuasca on the weekend. So it's very, very new. But, um, you know, having this, like recognising that my background as a high performer, as an elite athlete, I pushed the extremes to the masculine I've pushed the extremes to the feminine, carrying three babies at once. (laughs) And I actually knew that there were all these different people that I'd really helped at a high level. Um, Denise Duffield-Thomas, you know, the creator of Money Bootcamp being one of them and realizing that I I have lots of incredible, powerful women as friends and I've really kind of been hiding at a lower level. I've not been seeing myself in the highest potential. Um, And so I had this incredible experience of – and it feels really weird to even use like English human words to say it, but, you know, the blessing of feeling touched by angels, by star beings, by woken up and feeling the power of a kundalini energy through me where the highest level of like alignment within your body um, and, um, you know, feeling filled with the the Holy Spirit – um of god like this this awakening to my own power um really you know I, I i it's hard even to explain it but feeling this like dragon energy coming through me um and realizing how common this is within indigenous cultures mm-hmm. since the age of time like dragons and i think even you know dragons historically prehistorically um You know, dinosaurs, winged dinosaurs, winged serpents, roam in the earth, and bring that part of like my highest expression, (laughs) my most ancient expression, and realizing that there are actually there's been these women that I've been working with that I kind of just was like, oh, that's a that's a nice fluke, or oh, that's lovely to see. You know, Mm. one of my friends, one of my friends and clients, called in a session with me, and we did some great work together. And um, she was calling in multiple seven figures and she wasn't even at seven figures herself yet. Within the awakening for herself, she ended up shifting industries within COVID, built a seven-figure business within three months, um, opened a whole new office within six months, and then within a year she has an eight-figure business. And that's all been going on and I hadn't owned me as being a catalyst as a part of it you know Denise um you know holding space for her and helping her with her and her energy of energetic alive pieces for um a brand new it's it was like a whole new way of launching and she has a very successful business already multi-millionaire already and this was a huge passion project for her that she hadn't really given herself permission to do um so she birth this creative genius create a record two million dollar launch and um I was like oh that's so great I'm so happy for you without like acknowledging yeah, your place just on your part yeah and th- this is the shadow of having high intention and low attachment mm-hmm. is like not recognizing yourself and not really claiming the power that you have and so now I'm looking at this higher perspective. Um, of you know like it's like noticing it's so funny going into business coaching and and seeing how people you know one of my clients had a sales drought hadn't been making sales getting really quite stressed about it had been using a very masculine frame and as i sort of assessed it and ordered and it for her um and helped her embody more of her feminine frequency she had her most record sales month, you know, she had a 45K record sales month, cash month uh, within a couple of weeks, a couple of months, sorry. Um, so I wasn't seeing those results. It's like I was shying back because I was embarrassed about like how much money my clients get back after working <laughs> with me. And I didn't want people like my friends or family to feel like I was being up myself you know, being arrogant, being insensitive. Um, I also didn't want to buy into this, like, this very strange, weird um, capitalism, consumerism thing that goes on about, like, lifestyle branding and it just feels so, it doesn't feel authentic to me because I have a hard life. (laughs) I have a hard life looking after three three three-year-olds trying to run a business, you know, being a wife, having all these different roles and there's like historically growing up there's all these childhood wounds in australia there's something called the tall poppy syndrome and something i noticed very different in america is that it's very it's very well accepted like americans really encourage you to self-promote i i have found when i yep. was over there for a um, volleyball scholarship it was amazing how often people Was were there to lift you up. It was quite a different culture shock versus growing up. And it's like they they've always wanted people want you to uh, succeed, but Australians love the underdog. So once you're the top, then they want you to be knocked off. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta bring you down. Gotta bring you down. So the next underdog, you know, can rise up. So that like deep collective consciousness was still affecting me. Um, plus all the things about that doesn't make it safe to talk about an ayahuasca journey, it doesn't talk about your Indigenous spiritual heritage, um, the oppression that's come from um, the church, from the institution of the church, um, you know, the, the Spanish Inquisition and the millions of women that were, millions of witches that were birthed to the state. There's so many things about this conversation that has not been accepted and there's so many things about my work. That um, has not been um, people. Yeah, you know, it's survived persecution, hundreds of years of persecution. Um, so, yeah, this privilege of like being able to see myself in the eyes of the results that were happening, and not being so humble—that's like the shadow of you know wanting it but not needing it—is like there's some level of vow of poverty. You know, it's like the more spiritual I am is the more I don't take on for myself. Like the martyr and the wounded healer is a huge mm, shadow. It's a huge like mm. obstacle for women to really ask for what they want. So it's like this whole next level of understanding that, you know, really successful entrepreneurs um, ask me for their help. No, ask yet yeah, me for my help. And because I can hold them because of what I've been through and it's actually got nothing to do with money that I've helped other people make money that I had in my bank account, it's completely independent of that um and so yeah the the gift of really seeing yourself in your own highest expression um and being quite new to this you know this level this thing that i it was just a blind spot I help people create find their blind spots there was this huge blind spot for myself
0: and and naps. That's one of the things that I, I'm always telling people is like, there's no level, there's no time when you're going to not, not need, not have another level for yourself, first of all, and not potentially have someone else that can help you with that, right? Like you don't have to have someone else, right? We always get to have our own, we get to own our own next step. But this idea that we have to do it on our own is I think something very common to women, right? Especially overachiever women, like, well. I I can't let anyone in and see what's happening in here because once they do, they're going to say this, so they're going to say that. Versus, they're going to be able to say with no judgments. Here's where you can you know like look where you're look where you're wanting to go. You're trying Mm -hmm. to go there, and you're just not letting yourself go there. And what a gift we can give each other as women when we are able to you know step up and say I need help first of all, and then have another woman say. Yeah. And here's, here's what I see for you. And look at that. Like, look at that
1: amazing possibility. Yes. I noticed that, um, with your, it's like climbing a mountain. So if you're climbing a mountain and you're helping people achieve what you have achieved in the past, um, there's something really easy about that, but also triggering about that. So you can go from the top of your mountain. Sorry. That's okay, it happens. So there's something about really um, when you are climbing your own mountain and um, I talk about yeah you know, with a lot of my clients, you're on level six of your mountain and you're helping people all the way on yes, level two, get from two to three. Every day, two to three, every day, two to three. Um, but it is also quite myopic and I've only just realized that there are, you know, you can get perspective from really high up and help people follow the path that you've done. Mm-hmm. But I actually realize I've been helping people who have been scaling a completely different mountain. And yeah. so they are actually on like level five. I might be on level six on my mountain. They're climbing a completely different mountain on level five. From my perspective, um, I can say, hey, you know, just move your foot up here or hey, you know, keep your core tight or hey, guess what? You've dropped your backpack, right? All the things that they can't see and it's because I have that perspective. So I guess there's a part that's triggering when you are taking people through your own journey is that you are, um, you're also stuck by your own limitations of what you can see from the top. But when you get somebody who has a completely different life experience but has um translatable skills and a perspective, it's like completely getting out of the box. That's when I you know I can help people that are much further along on their business journey um, and also stay within my own power. It's like where you're going is independent of my success and where I'm going, we don't have to have um the same end in mind but we can both give each other you know immense perspective and immense help along the way stuff that you can't see yourself absolutely and that leads in perfectly to the question that i always like to talk to
0: people about right as far as this idea of your own wealth right and that yes there might there's we all have our own uh, needs financially, right? So there's there's always going to be an element of finance in that, right? It's hard to feel safe and it's hard to climb as high as you want to. And you're not, you know, you're not feeling secure, right? If you're not firmly attached by your belay to the mountain, <laughs> you feel like you should pop and you're in trouble. But, but that's different for everyone, right? And how dare anyone else get to define our wealth, right? Um, and so I think that's, so important. So I always like to talk to my guests about what is it in your life that makes you feel wealthiest that you already have?
1: Um, That's such a great question. And um, I realize it's the the different mountains that we're on are people's different versions of success and different versions of wealth. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is I help people who have been creating a lot of external Success and external wealth, but they've been neglecting and sacrificing parts of their relationship, parts of their freedom to enjoy the abundance that they have, um, and parts of you know their relationship to themselves and their health. So the mountain that I climb, I guess, is a mountain of where wealth is um, integration, where you don't leave your, uh, you don't sacrifice anything that's important to you, you don't sacrifice the different roles that are important to you in your life Um, so um, you don't sacrifice your happiness and joy today for some uh, for a someday where a future where it might possibly pay off so you know like recently I was like oh I must need a LinkedIn um, you know lead generation system with the auto generation or auto um, software and I started doing it for like three seconds and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) All the joy has just left my body. <laughs> I put thing out. It's <laughs> gone. All their liveness is gone. Mm-hmm. And I cannot follow down this path. And I understand this line. The wealth, the wealth and the abundance is that um, I won't let go of joy. It's the deep trust. To be that you know what do you need to be to be that open conduit for your genius and you can't be sacrificing your happiness for a someday. Um, but people really do believe that success has to come as a result of their sacrifice that we're only worthy of it if we work really hard for it. Um, and it's actually when you're in that flow zone where your your genius, it doesn't mean it's not going to be up and down. But there'll be a flow where there's an allowance where you're like, okay, um, this is me in my highest expression, making a big impact and it's not coming of me. So I used to think not so long ago, I was working and doing sales for somebody who was making a heck of a lot of money, like 300 grand a month, um, and it was all about feminine empowerment, financial empowerment. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go learn and be a sales manager. I'm going to come into this, you know, industry. You know, beautiful, slick branding photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna, you know, this is this is going to be great. And it took six weeks of recognizing the level of anxiety that was embedded in not only the CEO but every level. No wonder they couldn't keep a sales team or a sales manager. Yeah, and you know, the level of um, compromising, you know, and just really dirty tactics like stealing commission, like, you know, constantly demands, like um, asking above and beyond what you're actually contracted for, paying you less and less, making the targets harder and harder. Um, And just, you know, realising that there's like this cancer that people exchange for building a business and seeing, you know, the relationship that the CEO, the CEO's relationship that was falling down, um, not having any present time with their child, um, being in and out of hospital with huge oh, tumours. And it's like, you know, realising that they had, there was a way of them in this forcing zone, a forcing fawning pendulum that had created incredible monetary results, but there was no wealth. There was money, but there was no wealth in there. So it's like fi- finding this place of where wealth and monetary abundance is just the flow on effect from the abundance of the joy and the aliveness that you feel within yourself. Um, and I feel that because I've channeled, you know, I've channeled my aliveness um, by bringing four humans into this world. Um, <laughs> yeah. By, fi- you know, having this incredible conversation with you, you know, my genius was led to you and this. Um, amazing opportunity to have this conversation with you. So I I thought back then that my wealth and my abundance was my my sovereignty. I was like, why am I doing this for this person when I can turn something from my mind into something that can be sold, you know, and I was on this beautiful trip in Bali on holidays with my children and we need a bit of extra cash and a consult came in and I was like, great, perfect. I went off by the pool and I sold a $2,500 program, you know, this was like six years ago. And I was like, came hey, back to the family. said, great, you got some spending money, you know? <laughs> so that was the part that I thought was wealth and abundance. But what I, you know, it was that skill. The skill helps us channel it, mm-hmm. but it's the sovereignty within ourselves to realize that um, any level of success that requires you to sacrifice your values, your aliveness, Um Sacrifice, like knowing what's the right thing to do, the integrity. Yeah, you know, making choices that are ecological, good for yourself and for others. Abundance spirals up from spirals upwards and outwards from that feeling place where your achievements are just like um you're. It's like you're in a speedboat and you're going forward. You know, being led by your values, led by your desires, and the results that happen are just like your manifestation weight that happen as a result of who you are. Um and anytime you see this like stepping outside of your core confidence, your energetic alignment, the truth of who you are, and try to create from there, it causes splinters in your in, in the integrity. And integrity is not just the morality, the ethical right. viewpoint, it's like the structures. It's like the, you know, the leading tower of Pisa, um, right. one degree off. You know, it right. means it's kind of like all come crashing down. If you are out there and um, living in this place of um, tolerating splitters of out of integrity, you create a chasm of consequences down the track. And it's like when you've lived that, and I've lived that, where I built a business up and I've torn it, burnt it all down, and it's like it's never worth it. It's never worth you like stepping outside of that of that integrity (laughs) of yourself of who you are. It, it's, it's never worth it. So yeah, just having that real um, conviction means, um, yeah, that's, that's really what I channel my own wealth and abundance from. I love it. Bianca, you have been
0: an amazing guest today. I, w- I know that the audience is going to take away so many, so many great pieces. I, I feel like we could, you know, could have talked for hours. Um, mm-hmm. So when they want to learn some more about you, uh, potentially get some extra support from you, how do they do that?
1: Come along, Um, biancaa.com is my website, slash vitality. That's a great tool, um, an abundance activation, vitality abundance activation meditation for you, a visualization. So that's a little gift for you. Um, And then just go to biancaa.com forward slash consult or find me on Facebook and just send me out a message. So um, do you know what? I even have a quiz um, that I can send you to gankeray.com slash quiz. It will help you find what your magnetic archety- sales archetype is and the specific um, challenges that you need to rise from. Um, and then there's some great gifts and stuff on the back of that. So there's a few different things for you to find out. That's so fun. I am I know the audience will love uh,
0: digging into all of that and uh, uh, really stepping into their own Sovereignty and and confidence in sales. I love it. So exciting! Thanks, well, you so much. Yes, thank you, and uh, we so appreciated having you here today.
1: <laughs> love me.
0: <gasps> hey everyone, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more the Wealthy Woman podcast content. Make sure to subscribe, and here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven, or eight-figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to TWWguest.com. Again, that's TWWguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, at The Wealthy Woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.